Good? Good. Um, I may not stay with my notes, just depending on what God leads me into, but um, I, I, I was listening to uh, Bill Johnson sharing on sonship and on servanthood, and that's what I'm going to share about today. It really touched my heart, and I think there are some key things that I feel that I need to deposit into my heart and into yours that could really transform the way that you think and that the way you live this Christian life. Okay? So, um, I'll start by saying this. Last week, um, Ryan Matthews was here, and you guys all benefited. I wasn't here, unfortunately. I was flying in as he was preaching, apparently. Uh, but I know he, he really spoke about serving and all the different things. And, and um, one of the things that he asked me, which really, you know, really hit me, it was, if you cut the artery or the vein of city lights, what does it bleed? And I thought about it, and my answer was this. I said that city lights is a place in this city, which is a home, which is a haven, which is a safe place for people to come and to find family and security. And we reach people through the arts to creativity and media, and that's how we... That's how we express ourselves. But this is a safe place. And once you come here, we get you reconnected with the Father. We get you re-equipped and changed from the inside out. And then we launch you into your destiny. That's our heart. That's what we are about. Right? And Dubai is a place, if, you, if any of us were to be very honest, Dubai is a place that you, you get drawn to because of the of all the things that that is new is in Dubai. Everything that is cutting edge is, is Dubai. And Dubai is a place where you can make a lot of money, ideally. There's no taxation, although they take it away in a different way, right? We all know that. Um, but it has all the best restaurants. It's got the best cars, beautiful homes, although we're in the middle of the sand pit. It's just amazing that the oasis that this is that is this place. And if you don't have God, it can really catch you unawares. You can get caught into the branding of Dubai. You can get caught into the life of spending, of partying, of eating out, of being seen in the right places, in the right clothes, in the right car, in the, you know, all of that. And that becomes a lifestyle. And it's very easy and it's very natural to fall into that place. The problem is that eventually... And I think this is worse for single people more than it is for people who are married because when you have a family, there's, there's an anchor that supports you. But if not, you can actually get caught up in this lifestyle. And I know a lot of people that I, that I meet in, in various walks of life who are caught up in this cycle. But in reality, there's no depth of friendship and there's no security. There's, you know, there's no identity. And it's a very, it can be an extremely fun place, an extremely expensive place, and an extremely lonely place. And that's what um, City Lights is, is a place that helps you recalibrate really what your life is about. Because it can go fast. Nushi and I have been here for 10 years, and we look at all the pictures and we look much younger. You know. Yeah. So... I'm going to take you a rapid, through a rapid journey through Scripture. I'm not going to try and dwell too much. I'm not going to dig deep in. I'll try not to. Um, but I want to unpack a few things that I hope will leave a deposit in you 
that will basically blossom and change the person you are and change me. Because um, I've been a Christian. We got saved in 1996. I got saved in 1996. That seems like you guys were, some of you were just born. Um, some of you weren't. <laughs> but, um, and I'm not going to get into my testimony. I'll leave that for another time. But, but for a long walk, part of my walk with, with Jesus, I didn't understand the concept of sonship. And it's very easy to do the Christianese things and to go, you know, walk through, through your whole uh, church life and everything and never understand your identity in Christ. Let's go to the first, um, the first uh, scripture I have is Romans chapter 8, verse 15. And I just want to pick up the parts in red. It says, Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. And I'm going to get to this a little later down the road. Heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. Indeed, we share His sufferings in order that we may share in His glory. So it's, it's easy to come to church, to get convicted, and to get saved. And sometimes, and most often, it's easy to un- think that that's the beginning and the end of it. You get saved, you know for sure you're going to heaven. That's guaranteed. And that is the gospel of salvation. That without Jesus, there's no chance of getting to heaven. Because it's Him who buys your way in. He pays the price and covers for all your sin. In a nutshell, that's the gospel. Right? But, what Jesus really came, He always spoke about the kingdom. He kept on saying kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. What He came to do is He came to reveal the Father. That was his primary assignment. Because this is a planet and we are all orphans. Right? We are orphans. Although we have earthly, earthly parents, in terms of identity, we are orphans. And our whole sense of identity and purpose is regained by the revelation of God that He is our Father. He's not abusive, He's not distant, but incredibly involved. In every aspect of your life. So most people, and if you look around yourself, especially in your in your day-to-day life, operate out of an orphan spirit. And I want to see. I'm going to get to the next slide in a second. But what does an orphan spirit look like? An orphan spirit, an orphan heart, gives us a performance paradigm. So the branding, all the things that we do, the job, the position that you're at. All the things that we do are to gain social credibility, you know, chops, they call it, so that you feel that you're somebody. And that's for family, that's for friends, whatever. The money, the power, all of that is because orphans derive their identity through performance. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you, are you with me? Yeah? So people want to feel that they matter, that they have significance. And so the way that one gets significance is by, by striving. And so the orphan heart is a root, the root of uh, orphan heart is insecurity. Okay? And uh, can you just, Jenny, the slide? 
what does it look to be a son? And what's the difference between an orphan? The, um, I'm going to turn my back to you for a second so I can read this. So, the image of God for the son is the father, for the orphan is master. Right? Dependency. Son is interdependent with his father. An orphan is, ind- is independent of his father and just scared because he, of his independence. Security. A son has rest. An orphan has no peace. Approval. Totally accepted by God and justified by grace. Strives for pe- praise and acceptance. Purity. Wants to do everything to maintain a relationship with God. This is key. To maintain a relationship. When Ryan and I are friends, I wouldn't do anything to hurt him because of the love and the friendship that we share. It's not the same when you're an orphan. You have to perform to maintain the relationship. You strive. Purity, uh, sorry, <clears throat> you, so you have to be holy in, the, in, in, in terms of God. So it's a, it's a constant striving for holiness. You know, am I good enough? Am I good enough? What can I do to make God accept me? Um, you can read the rest. I'm not going to go one by one. But sonship is a key thing. And if, if this thing sits, if, if this thing, if the penny drops, it'll change your entire perspective. Because the way that you see yourself in Jesus, let me, I'll, I'll just, I'm not, I can get into this in further, but I'm going to cover a couple of ideas. So I'm going to be quite brief. If you want to get into more detail, please speak to me or Dan or any of the leaders and they'll, they'll break it down for you. But, sonship is, we are hidden in Christ. So all that we have done has nothing to do with earning our salvation or earning God's love. God loves you and me because of what Jesus did. So that's where we start. God sees you as His child because of what Jesus did. Because He performed because he was perfectly sinless, because he was perfectly obedient. And he did everything that the Father asked. And therefore, God sees you because we are adopted into the family. Because we accepted Jesus, now God sees you as justified. So we don't have to earn our our way into heaven. We don't have to earn our way into the Father's lap by doing things. The Father is... We do things because... We want to please God because we love God. And it's a, it's a response for, to His love rather than a pro- process of trying to earn His love. And that's an amazing point of security. Right? When you realize this thing, you are no longer impressed by who you are. You're no longer impressed by all your accolades, all your experience, your CV, your money, your bank balance and your position, your, your title in your company, your authority. You're not. You're confident in who you are in God. But you're completely unimpressed by who you are as a person. Right? You have brutal confidence and you have brutal faith because you know He's your Father and He's got you. But on the other side, you're absolutely unimpressed by what you can do. That's what a son looks like. I want to look at Mark chapter 10, verse 35. This is quite a funny chapter. Okay. James and John, Zebedee's sons, came up to him. Teacher, we have something we want you to do for us. Look at the arrogance. Can you do this for us? What is it? I'll see what I can do. 
Arrange it, they said, so that we will be awarded the highest places of honor in your glory. One of us on your right, the other on your left. And Jesus said, you have no idea what you're asking. The most humbling thing that the disciples ever experienced is to have the one that was born to serve, that they were born to serve, serve them. We as Christians, as this community, have a unique opportunity to introduce people to the authentic gospel. We have the unique opportunity to seek ways to serve people. Not because we want to manipulate, but because we are secure in our identities as sons and daughters of the Most High King. Look for ways how you can serve people. Don't ask for anything in return. Not gratitude or reward. Don't wait at the door for compliment or feedback. That's something that someone taught me years ago. He said, you know, once you've had the opportunity to do something, don't wait around for the feedback. Because then you're building your own kingdom. Let God do what He's going to do. Right? And that was, yeah. At your workplace, with your friends, with your family, at church, look for opportunities to, be a, to, to serve and be a blessing. The economy of the kingdom is truly different to the economy of the world. If you can get this, if you can get the fact that we are, if we can serve fully and not expect anything in return, it will change the lives of people around us and it will change our hearts as well. So the world tells us we have rights, right? We don't have to do certain things. But Jesus models for us that he had the right to be the son of God and yet he chose to be the servant. Okay. I want to close there. I hope I respected your time. And um, I, I just want to pray. I, I, I want to, I'm actually going to pray some people into church now and into, into the community. But before I do that, if you feel that you have walked with an orphan heart, why don't you stand if, and, and we'll, we'll pray. Because I think most of us have operated out of that orphan heart. Let's pray that God recalibrates your understanding. It's not a big deal, but it will change the way you see things. Let's pray. Father, I just pray right now, Lord. Thank you for your word that has the ability to change our hearts, to recalibrate everything. The truth. You said, Lord, I am the truth, the way and the life. And, and Lord, truly, your word is truth. I pray, Lord, right now that we will see ourselves as sons and daughters. That we will no longer see ourselves as orphans, operating independently of all the things that you have purchased on the cross for us. But rather, Lord, in security and in identity with you. Father, I pray that you will invade the lives of your people. That you will change their hearts. You will change their identity. Give them purpose. Give them destiny. Give them hope. And give them an understanding of security. Thank you, Lord Jesus.